everybody. And it must be Sunday because uh, I'm here, Brian's here, you're there. So hopefully we can get you knowing more things between dumb dad jokes and maybe cat things or dog things and such like that. Hopefully your week is going going well or went well and we're going to another week. Here we go again. So it, it should work out pretty good. Uh, the leaves are falling by the gazillions. What's been so fun this week is that it's been so nice during the week. But um, I'm just sitting there, and then all of a sudden one leaf just gracefully will come down, and some of them will come spinning, and just to follow it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just been almost mesmerizing, just sitting out in the yard watching the leaves fall. And then all of a sudden you look at the ground and going, oh, my God, look at all those leaves. i got to rake them now. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Um, when we got married and we built this house, I told Will, my husband, I said, I don't rake. And he just looked at me. I looked at him. I said, I do not rake. Read my lips. <laughs> so don't plant any trees with leaves. Plant pine trees because I will not rake. <clears throat> and anyway, so we've got a lot of pine trees. But anyway, but of course, you had to put some, you know, trees. And, it, you know, we've been there, what, 38 years now or 39 years? 39 years, I think. But anyway, and so, you know, these little trees that were just, you know, are now great big, huge, and have lots of leaves on them. <laughs> And so now I'd say about the last four or five years, Will's been blowing the leaves, you know, with the big blower. It looks like, um, you know, on Ghostbusters, the backpacks they have for the, oh, yeah. to, to contain the, you know, the ghosts. That's what it looks like. It's this giant thing and it makes <laughs> a lot of noise, but it works really cool. And so anyway, but I, I, I he looked at me like when we, the leaves, for, you know, when these trees finally had leaves that actually made a difference that you had to do something with them. And I, t- I looked at him and I said, what did I tell you before you started planting the trees? I do not rake. I will mold them, okay? I will blow them, but I will not rake them. And so I just thought it was so funny because Will's just kind of like, you really meant it? I said, that's why I told you that. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, blowing the leaves works really cool. And one thing, too, that's really kind of cool, some of these smaller blowers, they work really good for uh, clearing your car off. Have you oh, ever yeah. tried that? Mm-hmm. Man, that's way cool. Oh, Especially yeah. when you know a truck, I always can never get the middle. You know, my arms aren't long enough. And so, boy, you get the blower out, and it's like, oh, this is so cool. And plus, to get that top off the, I've got an avalanche, and so, you know, the snow sits on top. If I done, usually I try to put it away so I don't have to do that, because I hate doing that, too. But anyway, and occasionally, if it snows, when they said it's not going to snow, and it does, and it's like, oh, man, go get the blower. So cool. So yeah, blow it off. And uh, I used to, uh, sometimes um, I use a, a broom on the window, you know, but I don't use it on the paint job because I'm scared of going to paint. Oh, scratch, yeah. Yeah, scratch paint. Mm-hmm. So you went to a Vikings game last week. That's why you were absent. Yep. I, uh, me and my grandpa went to the Vikings game <sighs> against the Browns. You know, uh, it yeah. was great game, you know, to start off for the, maybe yeah. the first 10 minutes. And, yeah. then, <laughs> and then, like you say, uh, you know, went after the toilet. Yeah. After halftime, it just kind of went downhill yeah, from there. But you got it. You were there. You should have went down in the field and said, don't go. Katie Canine says at halftime, you stay on the field. Yeah, Every exactly, time you right? go and out and you come back, you mess it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And where was your seats? Um, were in we nosebleeds? Were, yeah, we were in the nosebleeds, but we were on the 50-yard line. Ooh, so we got nice. to see, I mean, any seat in U.S. Bank is okay. awesome. So, oh, is like, it? Really? Oh, yeah. Any is it really? Seat. I can't believe that. Yeah. Well, 
But they, they look like little ants, don't they? I'll, yeah, a little bit. I think uh, the perspective on TV then, what it is in person, is totally different. Mm. For sure. Because any seat in that house... Um, um, I'm get, You haven't been there yet? or And ask me if I'm going. <laughs> Not. <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta go to at least one game. Oh, I, number one, I can't justify the money. Number two, I can't justify trying to park. All that stuff gets me too frustrated. No, I'd rather have a couple beers in front of the TV. And besides, usually I can't go because guess who's doing a radio show usually yeah, during the time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, everybody knows I don't take off unless they make me take off. <laughs> so anyway, but no, so I'll never. I went to the old, what was the stadium before this one? Oh, the Metrodome. Okay, the Metrodome. Uh, we won tickets for a Twins game, and it was semi-nosebleed. Okay, I like my beer, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sit down, Will goes, your camera's Wally, the beer guy. He says, do you want a beer? I said, no. He looked at me like hell has froze over. <laughs> Katie said no to a beer. <laughs> I, he says, what's the problem? I'm going to sit here. I'm going to be a good sport about this. <laughs> but I said, I don't want any reason that I have to leave this seat, like to go potty or something. Mm. I'm, I'm going to be a big sport right now because I am not happy. Because <laughs> I felt like if I leant too for, far forward, I was going to go thoom, straight down. Mm-hmm. And I don't do heights well anyway. And anyway, so I literally stuck, sat in that seat watching these lance. <laughs> <laughs> and when he got out of there, I said, okay, I experienced it, been there, done that, never again. Mm-hmm. Now, you are too young, but the old Met Stadium that used to be out by the airport. Oh, where the North Stars used to play. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. But then they had the outside stadium for the football. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I went there and I was on the 50-yard line. And I couldn't touch those guys' helmets. Really? <laughs> there now wasn't a bad seat in that one because it wasn't stacked five miles high. Oh, yeah. It was, you, the only problem there, they had pillars, so you never wanted to seat around the pillow. <laughs> but anyway, and so I went to two games uh, there, um, a, a lot of Twins games there, but only two Vikings games. And I went to the Vikings game that had uh, what happened. Uh, okay, of course, I had to go to the I had to go potty. I get up, I start walking out, and everybody, the, every, the stadium just erupts and just goes nuts. I'm like, there wasn't even really a play going on, so that's why it was going to go, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that was a particular game where a ref got hit in the head with a uh, uh, a whiskey bottle. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, got clocked, got out. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah and anyway, and I missed it. I was there, right? I could have seen it, really, but but anyway. So that was the game, my claim to fame. I was at the game the, when the ref got hit in the head with a whiskey bottle. <laughs> oh, jeez. What? Oh, jeez. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, hopefully all you guys got some questions for me today. So 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. Whether you got a cat th- thing, behavior or whatever, or a dog, or something about nutrition, you know, we're, I'm, hey, I'm open. The only thing I don't do is iguanas, birds. <laughs> I know nothing about that. Horses, I'm pretty good at horses. I saved my horse twice. He's 34 years old, and he lost so much weight because he's losing teeth. But by doing things homeopathic and natural and such like that, he's 34 years old. So, you know, I don't ride him because he doesn't um, uh, has his eyesight. He's got um, uh, cataracts, so he doesn't see that well. And so I, I don't particularly care when he get dumped, you know, because he, he's like, oh, what was that? You know, so... That's called self-preservation. <laughs> but we go for walks and stuff like that. So, And he talks incessively. He, uh, have you ever been around a horse that talks a lot? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> we hold regular conversations. So it works out pretty good. That's awesome. I know it. I know it. Uh, yep. So anyway, so hopefully you guys will give a, give a holler. 
And then uh, uh, this week, what I want to cover is uh, jumping. I mean, I can't, if I had a nickel for every time somebody asks about when my dog jumps on people when they come in or they're always, I stand to talk to somebody on a walk and they're jumping, 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 or they're jumping on the kids. Okay. So we're going to give you some solutions today about jumping. And it's it's fairly easy, and, and and that's the whole thing is that people, if you think like a dog, you'd make it. But unfortunately, we think we put the dogs. I say this over and over on my on on my show, is dogs are the only only species on Earth that attain human status. Whereas, uh, uh, if you call a cat and the cat doesn't come, it's a cat. You call a, a horse and a horse doesn't come, it's a horse. Call an iguana it doesn't come, it is an iguana. Uh, dogs, on the other hand, they eat with us, they sleep with us, they go for car rides with us. They share almost every emotion that we go through in life. And so we forget that they are a dogs and dogs think a certain way. And if you call your dog and he doesn't come, you're very hurt, you know, or if you do something wrong that in the dog's world isn't under, if you understood a dog world, you would realize that what you just did triggered a bite. All right, because the thing is, is remember, dogs do for us out of respect and trust that we've earned, not demanded or commanded. Now, everybody knows I'm not a treat-orientated trainer. I believe in verbal praise, physical praise, and getting the dog to work from his heart. And sometimes treats are needed if the dog has an aversion to something, if he's worried, scared, or something like that. But then once I get him over the hump, then it's, you know, treat uh, pet first, treat second, pet first, treat goes back into my pocket, and then I phase it out, all right, so that he's basically looking for that acknowledgement of attaboys or attagirls as, you know, that tickle in the chest where the V is, dogs love to be scooched there, and then um, and just a pet, and most dogs, especially from outsiders that, uh, you know, like people that are not in the pack, you know, the immediate family, dogs don't like to be petted on top of their head and down the back of their neck. You know, between the ears, the top of the head, and down the back of the neck, because that's a dominant move. So that's why when you have people wanting to greet your dog, have them stand sideways, and then at eye level and the side that's facing the dog, have them tap their thumb and then wiggle the fingers. Tap their thumb on the leg and wiggle the fingers and look to the floor. And what you're asking is, come on in, I want to pet you. And if the dog comes forward, then scooch him on the side of the face or under the chin, but not over the top of the head. Everybody, you, you did wrong learning how to greet a dog by sticking their hand in their face in space. That's going to get you bit someday. So, okay, so hopefully you got some questions for me. Ready? Uh, give a holler. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Okay, why are spiders so smart? Why are spiders so smart? We'll be back. Hello. Yep, you're listening to the KDK9 show here every Sunday, 46, on My Talk 1071. And if you want to hear podcasts of any of the shows here on My Talk, go to our show pages at mytalk1071.com. And if you want to email me, uh, sometimes a station, it get clogs if you go through the station, the, my show page. The best thing to do is go to my website, which is on my show page. And at the top, you'll see where you can just click and send me an email. If so, if you don't, if you send it through the station and I don't answer it, it's because I didn't, it, it, it marked it as spam. And so it won't let me open it. So go through my, um, uh, through my website and that on, off of my, Show page on my talk 1071.com. Did I get you confused? Okay, why, why are spiders so smart? Dog joke, dad jokes, remember? Dumb dad jokes. Oh, I'm dumb. so bad at these. Um, why are spiders? Um, 
because they wrap their head around things. I don't know. Oh, there you go. Okay, they <laughs> can find everything on the web. Web. Ah, there you go. <laughs> they can find everything on the web. That's what makes spiders so smart. My sister collected spiders. Drove me nuts. <laughs> Just drove me nuts. I got to admit, some of them are really cool looking. And I've had some pretty cool one looking ones on the farm. Yeah, just don't touch me. <laughs> just don't exactly. touch me. And I'm not a spider killer. I'm one of those. I'll put it on a piece of paper and wing it out the window or the door. You know, because they have their place in the universe, you know. So, anyway. Okay, let's head to the phone lines. All right. So, we have our first caller, Kelly. And she has a problem with her dog that is constantly eating paper. Paper, paper. Okay. Hi, Kelly. Hi. What kind of pupper do you have? A uh, snoodle. A snoodle. How old? 13. Years? Yeah. Okay. And then um, how long has it been eating paper? Uh, a couple. A couple I years? I feel like it's getting worse. Okay. So are we going into the garbage, into the tissues in the bathroom? Are we just yeah. taking paper off the floor? Or, yeah. Or if I leave, like I didn't put my groceries away the other night. I had a bag of cereal. Okay. With, uh, three cereal boxes in it. He grabbed one of the cereal box out of there and ate about half of it. <laughs> I hope it was a healthy cereal. It wasn't no, like... well, no, it wasn't. It was Captain Crunch. Actually. Oh, I was going to say, well, I hope it's not Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's no. my favorite. <laughs> a lot of sugar in that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Number one, what they're going after is the smell. Okay. If he's yeah. just randomly eating paper, like let's say you drop a piece of paper, pick comes, picks it up and then starts, you know, eating it. Okay. That's a different thing. Now, uh, in the bathroom, dogs, uh, traditionally are big nosy because there's a lot of our body stuff in there that is cool as far as like right. we blow our nose. Okay. Or we, you, you know, we washed our fi- hands and maybe used a paper towel and threw that in. Okay. Yeah. So that's why what you've got to be very diligent about. There's a couple of things. I can explain to you here, but you're better to make sure number like closed doors so that it yep. can't get to it. And then be aware of, you know, especially you got a shorter dog. So, you know, you put things up so the dog can't get to it. <laughs> That's a huge thing. You know, instead right. of putting it on the floor, you put it on the counter, you know, stop, like you have a great date. But what you can try, and this works for some, okay, uh, you take a blow up a balloon. Okay, and then what you're going to do is that you're going to, and I hate this because I hate popping balloons, but anyway. Okay, so you blow a balloon up and put the dog on a leash. Okay, and now don't be real close to the dog. Okay, blow up the balloon and then then take a needle and pop it. Now the dog's going to take off, but you can't because you're stepping on the leash, right? Yeah. Blow up another balloon, pop it. All right, now put the balloon in the waste paper basket. All right. And so Uh what happens is that a lot of the dogs are like, they remember that, that balloon made that noise. And so oh. when they see the balloon, it's like, no, not on my watch. I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, so the thing okay. is, but now you got to remember the balloon is in the waste paper basket. So if you blow your nose, you got to make sure you pick up the balloon, put your you know nose thing in there, and then put the balloon back on top. Okay. Yeah. And so, but anyway, so the, so you could try the balloon thing. You know, that's about Great. the only thing that you could try. Now you can also try. <laughs> um. There is, and I don't know if you can find them very, very much anymore. It looks like a mousetrap. Yeah. Like a wooden mousetrap. And it's got uh-huh. rubber uh, pal- pads, pallets, paddles, there we go, on it that looks like um, uh, uh, ping pong paddles, okay? And yeah. so what you do is you set it, you put it into a waste basket. When the dog sticks his head in there, that that 
clap, you know, it, 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 it bowls like a mouse trap. Okay. Yeah. And either snaps, air snaps it, or actually if they get it on their nose, it's not a major thing because it's just rubber. Okay. But you can, yeah. I can't remember the official name of it because it used to be, that'd be something to have to look up like, uh, for, uh, I'm just trying to think of what, oh man, I'm, I'm trying to visualize because it's been so long since I used mine. And, uh, did it, did it, did it, but they have, they were red rubber you know like flappers and then you set them yeah. and then you set it into it and when the dog's head would go in there it it you know trigger it like a mouse trap you know and yeah. but there's no way they can get hurt all right so right. if they now does your is your dog sound um see at that age you might be deaf so the balloon thing may not work yeah i think he'd hear it he is losing it but okay i, I think he'd hear it okay for sure, but, but yeah but so that's what you just got to be aware being that you have a shorter dog try to keep things up and if it's only been the last couple of years it's and that tells me maybe his hearing and his sight might have been going because then his nose would catch more things because as things fade mm-hmm. then other senses kick in Okay, to a sharper degree. So maybe that, you know, that the smell of the cereal doesn't just smell like the cereal. It smells like the cereal. You know, it's more heightened. And so it's like, okay, I need to have that. Okay, let's, what is, uh, what are you feeding? Um, I don't know. It's, my husband gets it at Costco. I can't remember what it's called. Okay. 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 I know my vet, vet told them to change, um, to told us to change proteins. Okay. Yep. You want to rotate the diet. What I would do is I would start because uh, start rotating, and I would get off of what you're feeding, and because yeah. that's a diamond product, it's Kirkland. Okay. And yeah. I'm not a diamond product person because of the O7 melamine poisoning that killed thousands of pets. And yeah. so anyway, so I would go to the Nutrisource line that's made in Perm, Minnesota, uh-huh. and you get that like at. Uh, 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 at uh, Chuck and Don's, uh, Atlas, oh, we Pets, have a Chuck and Don's yeah, yeah. Atlas Pet Supply, Pet Re- Evolution, mm-hmm. uh, they carry it. And you can go to pet, uh, NutriSourcePetFoods.com. And mm-hmm. what I would do is I would start with, they got it. Okay, okay, they've got, um, I would start out with like the beef or the turkey and rice, whichever one you want to do. What you want to try to do is my guess, you've probably been a chicken for a long time, not you, the dog. <laughs> yeah. And so there might be some chicken aversion coming in here. If you, uh, they have a pure vital line. Uh, P-U-R-E-V-I-T-A. And what that is, if it says duck, it's only duck. If it says turkey, it's only turkey. And so then you could try to find out if just a certain proteins are triggering this, okay? Because okay. he might be feeding, not, feeling not satisfied with the, the food that you're feeding. There's a void there. You know, it's kind of emptiness. Right. And so he's looking for more. So you want something that's more like steak and potatoes, which the Pure Vital line from Nutrisource would be good. Also, at this age, do you ever do any digestive? of enzymes at all no. Okay, I would do some digestive enzymes and replenish because as we get older, same with humans, we need some probiotics, we need some digestive enzymes because our system is starting to, it's not working for itself very well. So it needs mm-hmm. a little bit of help. And so by changing the food, and you want at least three different proteins, aka meats. Okay, like let's say when you go to the Pure Vital line, let's say you'll do a duck and oatmeal. Okay, then maybe you'll do a, a turkey and sweet potato. And then maybe you'll do the beef, you know, the beef. So you, we've got, you know, we've got uh, duck, turkey, beef, all right? And yep. and if he's never had it, you rotate it in a quarter of the new to three quarters of the old for two, three days. You might have to do three, four days because if you haven't been rotating, the dog has not, then there's t- 
um, people that have dogs, what we call our, our tummies are sensitive and they got to get special feed. And th- what it is, is that they don't have enough rotation in their diet and their, their gut took a hit. So that's why if you start doing a rotation diet, add the probiotics, add the digestive enzymes, you're going to start replenishing that gut. And then the gut is going to feel healthier and feel better. And now you'll be really surprised. The dog will smell the box, but not eat the box. <laughs> okay. Oh, that, yep. Yeah. And so that's why, like I said, it all has to do with that. And, and uh, like I said, I go to that NutrisourcePetFoods.com. I would t- start with their Pure Vital line. P-U-R-E-V-I-T-A, just because it's a single source meat, all right? Mm -hmm. Because I got a feeling you've probably been feeding either chicken and or lamb, and lamb Mm -hmm. usually has chicken in it too. And I would like to get chicken out of the diet for right now and just kind of, you know, give the dog a chance to replenish some enzymes and such. And as far as getting like um, probiotic or digestive enzymes, uh, Mercola.com. Vitalplanet.com, animalessentials.com. You can get a, the good ones from those places. Okay. 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 But that's what I would do is I'd readjust the diet ASAP and start adding in the supplements and take it, t- take it slow. Your dog hasn't yeah. has been eating the same thing. So if he's, if the doo doo start getting a little bit sloppy, slow down. You may, you may have to do a 50 50 for a week before you bump up, you know, and adding in the new one. Now, mm-hmm. once the dog has had, let's say the, the duck and oatmeal. Yeah. Okay, and then let's say you rotate into their turkey and and uh, sweet potato. Okay, mm-hmm. now when duck and, and oatmeal, and once they've been fed that, and it comes back into rotation, you just open the bag and feed it. It's only if they've never had it. Okay. 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 Give yeah. that a shot, and then give me a holler if you got any other questions. I will. I hope it works. Oh, it will. Ridiculous. Believe it. Yeah. No, it'll work. Okay. Have a great, great hey, day. You, okay. you too. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Can February, March. We'll be back. Thank you for tuning in to the Katie K9 Show. I greatly appreciate it. Okay. Do you get it? Can February, March. Yeah. <laughs> no, but April, May. April, May. <laughs> there you go. Hey, there you go. Okay. See, little short little things like that. Round the water cooler. If there is anybody ever does that anymore, everybody brings their own water to the little cube, right? Mm-hmm. And then some people are just working from home. So, but anyway. Okay. Who's up to bat? Yeah. So we have Kim on the line and she has two dogs and she's wondering if it's a better idea to train them separately or together. All right. Hi, Kim. How you doing? I'm fine. Thank you so much. Good, good. What kind of puppers do you have? I have a four-year-old child who okay. has a Stibby Mama, and okay. then her one-year-old son, who's oh. a Chow Shepherd's mix. Okay. Um, he is a big, big boy. He's about 112, 115 pounds. Is that real pounds, or is that fat? No, it's like real pounds. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he, um, so he, he has separation anxiety like crazy, so, because he's used to always, they're always together. Right. And, and typically always with me. Um, but when I put them on leash, I mean, they will, if they see something, they take my attention, and it's very difficult to walk them together. Okay. Um, and I would like to bring them in for training with you, but I'm curious if it's more beneficial to do them separately, um, so they're kind of not how he starts playing around, because he's, he's a space invader. He thinks he's like a 20-pound lap dog. Okay. Um, but, or does it make more sense to, you know, train them together on 
No. What you want to do anytime you uh, when you're working a dog, I don't care if you got 15 dogs in your pack, you work them separately because then their focus is just you and that other dog. They're not looking for the other dogs. Okay, okay. they're looking to you for direction, and so that's why I'll say, you know, if you got two dogs, bring the dog that needs the most help. You know, okay. to, to where the most or, most organization, I should say, and so then we what you learn at at school, then you know with the right training collar and whatever type, then you can go when you get home, then you have separate workout times. Until the dogs have their manners, they do not get walked together. You have to be able to control the situation, all right, no matter what pops up. So you're going to take, go shorter walks because you're taking, you're doing two walks at a time. You're taking one out and then working and then you're coming back, picking up the other one and then going out and doing, doing it with that one, all right? Yeah, okay. And so, yeah, because that's the main thing to get the right training collar, get them to look to you. Now, as far as separation, now, did you kennel train the year old? <laughs> we had a litter of seven. Oh, my. So, so she, she went through service dog school for about six months. Okay. Um, and so she's very good. But all seven of those puppies all have separation anxiety because they were never alone. <laughs> ah, ah. Yeah. And, yeah, and trained in, in-house. And, yeah, so... Um, no, he is not kennel trained, and uh, none of them will go in a kennel, and everyone that has has figured out how to get out of the kennel. <laughs> really? What kind of kennel do you have? What? Um, ours has not, but all the other they were all given to family and friends. Right. So, yeah, so big, I mean, they're all pretty big dogs. Um, right. So, but were you in the wire kennels or were you doing the plastic kennels? Oh, no, wire. Okay. Wire. No, see, in the wire kennels, that people, there again, we got to think like a dog. Okay, D- dogs are denning animal. They want to feel like their back is covered and they're safe and secure. That's why when, you, when they go sound asleep, they curl, but they're under a table behind a couch where they feel like their back is covered. With the all-wire kennel, they're very noisy. They make a lot of tinny noise when you move inside. Just put your head in there, move your shoulders on the, and it just, you know, it makes a, di- a lot of dingy noise, tinny noise. Mm-hmm. And yep. dogs hear 300 times better than us, so that unnerves them. And so that's why you want the plastic kennels. You don't want the, you don't want the, uh, the wire kennels for the noise factor. And then, you know, some people put a blanket over it. Well, that still doesn't take the tinniness out of it, doesn't feel more secure to the dog. And usually the dog brings, you know, t- pulls in the blanket or the towel and chews it up, okay? Because yeah. at any time, you can start working on getting the dog more easy with it because that's going to be part of your training. If you got separation anxiety, you have to get this worked out. And whereas you get the kennel, you get the plastic kennel where they can stand up, turn around comfortably and lay down, not stretch out, just curl. And I you feel start- like he would chew all the way through that. I know there's a, one or two of his siblings have chewed. Okay. Okay. Well, then, but see, but see, the whole thing is, then you're going to start feeding him in the kennel. When you're at home, you're going to start uh, throwing a treat in there that he just goes in, gets it, and comes back. It's how you present it. Number one. And number two, if you don't want to have a separation anxiety, this is your starting point as okay. long uh, also with training, because not just working on the kennel, start working on the heel, the, you know, the sit, the down and yeah. the stay is going to be huge where you can get across the room from the dog and then eventually go a little bit out of sight and come back and then be out of sight longer and come back. So the dog starts realizing you do come back. All right. Okay. And so yeah. by doing baby steps, then you're going to be working on the, the, uh, separation anxiety but you also have to be input not just working on the kennel it's uh, building a relationship getting to look to you for direction and the chow side is very independent they you know they're like a dog a cat in a dog's body as which you know 
Yep. And so that's why, uh, but like I said, it's going to be a baby steps. It's not going to happen in a couple months. You, this might be over a year's time, but eventually you will achieve it. But you have to have a lot of patience with it. Okay. okay. Sounds good. And then, so to sign up for Cassie's with you or to get a hold of you to do something, um, if that's just online. Yeah, you know, just go to mytalk1071.com, go to my show page at KDK9, and my website's there. Just click on that, and then that'll dump you in. You can check, check out my schedule. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Okay, kiddo. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye bye. See, folks, when the dogs have separation anxiety brought on because uh, nobody left during COVID, and so the dog doesn't know what it's like to be by himself. Uh, but the thing is, is that anything can be worked through, but you've got to have a lot of time and patience. It's not going to help it happen overnight. But along with that is mental stimulation. Remember, using the miles on the brain and not the paws. The more the dog you make think, or you help, you know, teach him something like a brain teaser. In one day, you should teach a trick, a brain teaser a brain game, and some obedience in one day, every day. And so that dog mentally is looking to you for direction, holding a thought, focusing, and figuring out things. Now his brain has other things to think about instead of, where are you? What are we? Come on, let's go. You know, a dog that follows you from room to room all day, major separation anxiety. Okay, with my, you know, Gilligan will follow me, you know, for a couple times. And then all of a sudden it's kind of like... I'm tired. And he'll go and lay in the couch. And then every time I come by, he just raises his head. Oh, there you go. Oh, there she goes. And every once in a while, like if he hears the front door because I'm going down to do chores or something, he'll stand up like, oh, she went outside. <laughs> and then when I come back in, you know, he'll sometimes he'll just set up and say, oh, you're back. Sometimes he jumps off and then comes up and say, well, hi. You know, but it's none of this panic, you know, city, you know, type thing. Oh my God, barkity, 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 where do you go? Where do you go without me? And so it has to be, you know, this is what I I feel sad. Uh, All these people that got dogs during the COVID who thought they had time because there was, you know, we weren't doing anything, but you didn't have time before COVID. Now that the world's opening up again, and because you didn't go anywhere, you didn't do really training, um, you just kind of hug, kiss, pet, you know, the dog. Uh, that what happens now, they're uh, having the separation anxiety problem. And guess who's winding up in the rescues? The separation anxiety dogs. Because the people don't have time to work with them now. Or they can. And there are some dogs that really have it so bad. And then right away, the vets want to do drugs. And so, like I said, there's a, some stuff out there like, uh, let's see, 3rd of July. Uh, there is, um, uh, it's called Stress Free by SpringtimeInc.com. Some people have had good luck with the good CBD oil, not the chews and such like that. That's been processed. You want to use the really, the good oil. Okay, um, then there's a Bach flowers. There's a lot of things that you can take the edge. Remember Amy DeLong? Let's see, Amy Williams DeLong, D-E-L-O-N-G dot com. Amy Williams, Amy, A-M-Y. And remember, she's the uh, the uh, certified in Minnesota for oils to end with, with pets. And no, there's not too many people that are certified. She knows her poops in a group. <laughs> and so anyway, I would give her, you know, so that you could take the edge off to help the dog learn and deal with it. So there's a lot of things that we can do. But the whole thing is, is that the dogs need a job, not just sitting on your lap and following you from room to room. I don't care how cute they are. But like I say, brain teasers and not the games that you buy. Have you seen those, Brian? They're like 
you know, where they have a treat in them. The dog's nose has to find where the treat, and their, their paw, you know, will flip up something, and they'll get the treat, or, you know. Yeah, like those uh, Kong things. Well, yeah, and it, any of those. But see, what happens is that it's the same puzzle over and over again. So that once the dog understands it, he gets it done in two seconds and looks at you like, okay, now what? Yeah. You spend good money, maybe 40 bucks for that game or that brain teaser. No, what you want is brain teasers you teach. Not brain teasers you buy, all right? Um, like brain teasers for dogs by Soderman, S-O-N-D-E-R-M-A-N. Brain games for dogs uh, by Aerosmith, not the band, but the author. 101 Dog Tricks by Sundance. Uh, look online. Uh, I do not look online for anything like YouTube, but go to YouTube and look up dog tricks. And like I say, every day they should be learning one brain teaser one te- uh, brain teaser, one brain game, an obedience and a trick every day. And so, and then, and then don't do that same trick in the brain teaser, like for three months, you know, after they get the gist of it, then you're going to polish it. But now introduce another brain teaser, another brain game. As you're polishing the other one, he's learning something new. And fo- folks, that will take care of a lot of the separation anxiety and a lot of uh, dogs that are barkers and just obnoxious. And the reason is, is because you're giving them something to do instead of just follow you around. Remember when we're mentally tired, what do we do? We take naps, and that's what the dogs do. They don't time to follow you around all the place. All right, uh, we're going to come back. Yeah, you got a question, give a holler, 651-641-1071. Okay, Brian, how can you tell it's a dogwood tree? How can you tell it's a dogwood tree? We'll be back. Okay, sir, Mr. Brian, how can you tell it's a dogwood tree? Um, Dumb dad jokes. Oh, geez. Um, I'm just thinking of like different dog breeds that could relate to that. Yeah, I (laughs) don't know. Basically, it is how you can tell it's a dogwood tree from its bark. Bark. From its bark. And dogwood trees have yellow or red bark. I don't know if you know that. Mm. Yeah, they're kind of reddish. Okay. But anyway, but but the bark, you get both. But anyway, so there you go. Now you got it. Hey, there you go. Dumb dad jokes. Yep, there you go. Okay, who's up? Yeah, so we got Amy on the line, and she has a question on some discipline training. All right. Hi, Amy. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So what's going on? So we have a mini Aussie doodle. He is a little over one. Okay. And he, he's been really, really good. Right. Um, but the other, And he never has guarded before. Like if we give him special bones and treats, he up to this point really hasn't guarded but the other day he um bit one of our kids okay and so i he hasn't done anything like that before so i kind of uh, probably overreacted and mm-hmm. kind of you know he did it pretty hard so i ended up kind of grabbing his mouth and just saying no uh-huh. um and he really didn't like that so then he tried to bite me yeah um and then he just it was just like i tried to pick him up but then he wouldn't let me pick him up and nope. it just definitely got out, a little out of control yeah you know kids are upset and stuff so yeah um, I guess my question is, I know doodles really don't like to be disciplined or yelled at, so what is the best option um, for them? Okay, how old is your kids? They're all 7 and 11, Okay, and then we have a 13-year-old, so the oh. younger one was the one that he bit. Okay, and so then what was the 7-year-old doing? Did he go up there to like, hey, well, buddy, let me see that bone, or what did he go to do? Um, yeah, I think he was just sitting next to him trying to kind of like pet him while he was on it and he's like he is really good with them like he's never right done anything like that before he hasn't had one for a little while he's been like a a little bit of a time in between last time he had one so i think he just was 
he thought he didn't think anything of it. He just grabbed it and yeah. and was kind of petting them. And so, yeah. Okay. Uh, because, you know, uh, especially as dogs get older, sometimes they start deeming high value things, mm-hmm. you know, whereas, hey, this is mine, sucker, back off. <laughs> So what yeah. you're going to do is anything edible. You're going to give your dog anything to chew on. The dog goes into another room or into their kennel, and everybody leaves the dog okay. alone. All right? Okay. And that's just end of story. Now, what happened? Okay, the dog. Now, did he break skin? Did he? Uh, are we stitches? No. Okay. Okay, because dogs know how much pressure they, if they really want to take you out, they know what their teeth are and how much yeah. pressure they're going to put on it. So it was a warning thing, okay? Probably scared yeah. the bejeebies out of everybody. Okay, so then what happens is that when, what you're going to do, let's say you see that, you, you saw it across the room and you could see that the dog's face wasn't being very nice, <laughs> that yeah. something was going to come. What you got to learn to do is, and this people do this wrong, they do, that you defuse it. You don't go in for the fight. Because when dogs mm-hmm. fight, it involves teeth, okay? Yeah. And so the thing is, is then you get really hurt. It's just like, let's say the dog jumped on the couch and you're, you're still ticked and he won't get off the couch and you grab him by the collar. He's ticked. He doesn't know you're not going to like lay him out. Okay. Mm-hmm. All he knows is you're ticked. And if he dogs are fight or flee, if they can't flee, they're going to fight. So if you grab that collar, he's going to whip around and nail you. Okay. You grabbed his mouth. He's going to nail you. You try to pick him up. He's going to nail you because he can't flee. Uh, you know, he can't. So he has to stand for the fight. All right. Okay. And so that's why what you got to do is like you look at the the situation how how it played out, and then like I say, anytime if a dog growls, if you let's say your son was or your child was walking past and you could hear a growl, right away people want to come down hard, knock it off, bad dog, shame on you. That's the last thing that you want to do. You want to call him on it by saying, hey, 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 wrong. You be nice, be nice. Ah, 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 ah. Be nice. You want to diffuse so you can get everybody away from the situation and then deal with the situation at hand. All right. But if you come in, the growl in a dog's world is a warning. They're unhappy about something. That means back off. Now, kids normally don't, especially the younger kids, they have no idea what the dog, you know, that growl means. And so they keep coming forward and the dog in their mind, they're saying like, okay, I told you. You know, I back off. I gave you a growl. And the the child keeps waddling towards the dog. And all of a sudden, there's a bite, and it's always to the face. Because that's where the eyes are looking directly at the dog. And the dog is taking it as a challenge. All right? Mm -hmm. And so that's why with this situation now, sorry that it happened. But the big thing is, is now we've got a lesson. And so the lesson is, is that if you're going to give your dog anything edible or chewable, then it goes into a kennel, and everybody leaves the dog alone. And then when you're gonna, okay. uh, when you're going to get the dog out of the kennel, make sure he doesn't come out with what he deemed high value. Maybe use a squeaker toy or something like that to squeak, squeak, let's go. So he leaves what behind whatever he was chewing on. Shut the door, get him onto something else, and then go back and take out, you know, what like say it was a raw bone or something like that. Okay, because there's more dogs that are very. You know what I mean? This is mine and you can't have it. <laughs> yeah. You know, when yep. they deem it high value, that then there's not. It's very few, and especially the older the dogs get, then usually the more they, they, they dig in, like, hey, back off. All right? Yeah. So don't, you know, um, I know everybody lost their cool, and uh, but now we just got to sit back, breathe, and say, okay, this is, a, we hope this will never happen again because we learn from it, and this is what we're going to do. Okay, and then have your plan and get the kids to understand. You don't go towards the dog. You back away from the dog. Okay? Okay. Okay. Right. But, yeah, Thank so don't, don't, hit the, yeah, don't hit the fan because, unfortunately, 
that's what happens. I tell this story once in a while. It's it's an old story, but it, it was a true story. This uh, uh, couple had this uh, three-year-old child, and they had a beautiful collie, just a gorgeous collie from the old stock. But anyway, um, the, the phone rang. She goes and gets the phone, leaves the room. All of a sudden, there's a blood-curdling scream in the other room, and the three-year-old child, she comes around the corner, is bleeding very bad from the face. Okay, she grabs the kid, goes to ER, dad grabs the dog, is going to bring him to the vet to be destroyed. Brings him to the vet. Okay, and the vet's looking at the dog and is like, wow, there's something wrong. And he's looking at the dog, the head is tilted. And so he looks and he hears the three-year-old jammed a pencil down the dog's ear. Okay? Oh, yeah. And you wonder why the dog had a little hissy fit. <laughs> and so wow. that's why it's really important, you know, um, that to teach kids to respect the dog's faces. And even though you've been able to do it up to this point, Okay, but as the dog gets older, it's no longer they're maturing mentally. Just like when we were younger, we tolerated more things. As as we became an adult, we started have choosing sides, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. And so that's why what the, the older the dog gets, sometimes when you used to be well around him, when you're chewing on something, all of a sudden he does it or he takes something wrong. And so that's mm-hmm. why we just want to just err on the side. Whereas anytime my dogs chew something, they're in their kennels, you know. And, and the story, and then it's just me and my husband. We're not going towards anything, but yeah. just in case somebody would come in the house, or you know, somebody would draw stop by with kid. You know, I already got the situation under control. I think ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay, okay, kid. Good luck. Thank you. You bet. Yep. Take care. Bye bye. Okay, so you understand that, folks? That's why you do not leave kids and dogs alone. And you t- dogs do not need to take a licking and keep on ticking. My hair stands on the back of my neck and in my ears and on my eyeballs. <laughs> when people say, oh, my kids can do anything to the dog, that just sends me into oblivion. And it's like, you know what? It, the, day, the writing's on the wall. One day it's going to happen because you did not teach your kids to respect that dog's face and space. And the dog is just going to say, I've had enough. And bam, there goes, because they, you know, they do things with their teeth. You know, us, we do things with our hand, which is, if it's a fist, it can do some damage. But if it's a hand, you know what I mean? And so that's why you've got to respect a dog's face and space and a cat and a lion, and an elephant, <laughs> you know, we just can't go up and say, just because I'm human, I'm better than you, that I can be able to do this to you. No, that's that's totally, totally wrong thinking. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that think like that. Me, master, you, dog, you will, you know, do as I say, say as I do, blah, blah, blah. And that's not fair to the animals. So, And usually, well, a lot of the calls I'll get is human error, how the dog reacted. It's not the dog's error. It's how the dog perceived it. And when I can get the owner to understand how the dog sees it, hopefully I get the aha moment, whereas I get it now. And so then all will be all right with the world. So anyway. Okay. Um, uh, what, what do you say, Brian? And do, should we have enough time? Oh, uh, we got two minutes we could introduce her. Okay, well, we do that. Yeah, so we have uh, Sharon on the line, and she has a cat, and hopefully I pronounced this right, it, with uh, ovarian remnant syndrome. Okay. And, uh, yeah, she's wondering uh, um, if she should go through with surgery or what's the next steps. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Hi, Sharon. Hi. How old's your cat? She is five years old, and Hi. she was spayed in the first year when she was supposed to. Okay. And so she started having really bad symptoms of heat. I mean, this lasted for like three weeks and chasing the guys around the house. And so definitely diagnosed with that. So my two questions are, first, I read a lot about it. So my first question is, how does it happen if she's spayed? Does it just, just happen? It's no fault of the vet. 
and then two, when they recommend exploratory surgery, or that's what they called it, you know, right. I suppose there's a chance. Hopefully they can see whatever it is that they need to take out. Right. And it could be a little risky. So I was just wondering what you know about that. Well, to be honest with you, you are the first person to bring this up. Really? <laughs> yes, you are. So I know nothing about this. Not even okay. a... I mean, I can give you answers that you probably believe. <laughs> but sure. anyway, but no, they knew this might be a good... Because my knee right off the, you know, uh, uh, no, or uh, understate or thinking would be that you know how sometimes uh, people can be a hishi, <laughs> yeah. okay, and and sometimes uh, you can have double of something you know that they did they, they didn't see, all right, mm-hmm. and so it doesn't make any sense. But what I would do is I would now you, you you've already seen your vet correct, and he he yeah. and he is saying okay, let's do exploratory surgery. Is that what he's yeah. doing? Okay. What I would do is I was I was hoping Dr. Jess, you know, the holistic vet, was going to be here today, but uh, she's uh, pretty busy. And so what I would do is send an email to her, okay? And you, could, you got a piece of paper and a pencil? Yes. You want to go to holistic-vet-care.com, okay, and tell her that you called into the show. Okay. And Katie admitted she knew nothing about this, <laughs> and uh, that she w- and I would like to know about this because you know I'm always learning. And so anyway, so that's what you want to do, and then see if she can give you a little uh, uh, information and just see what you know. Run it past her, okay? okay. Then get yeah, a second opinion. That. You get a second opinion, okay? Yeah, and you know when I searched for it, I did have to put in cat because it would come up with people as yeah. well so i guess so that's kind of a condition humans can get as well yeah, okay but, uh, yeah i really appreciate it okay that, good then. thank you